Welcome to the New Freedom Church Podcast. This podcast will help you grow deeper in your faith through weekly 30-minute talks. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get each new episode as it's released. Now sit back and relax as God speaks to you through this message. Well, I started preaching when I was nine years old. That's what happens when your dad's the pastor, right? Uh, my dad's a pastor. He was pastor in the inner city of Indianapolis for 35 years and a cop in Indianapolis for 46 years. So I couldn't do anything. Like I was 18 before I could ride my bicycle around the block. And I'm not kidding. So uh, anyway, uh, I grew up in the house of the Lord and a lot of people have horror stories. Is there any way I could get some kind of a little stool or something? Uh, is that not you? I don't even need a little, I don't need a podium or anything, just a little stool. Sorry, here she's got to leave the camera. But anyway, um, uh, could you get me a filet mignon and a baked potato too, please? <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Um, I grew up in the house of the Lord, and I don't have horror stories like a lot of people do. Uh, we had all-night prayer meetings. Uh, we fed the poor. It was in a very poor area, and uh, there was so much joy. We, you know, we did our worship. We had no band or anything. We had little cassette tapes with songs on it, like karaoke. And then they would go in this little slot, one, two, three, four, and we'd put on a tape. And man, people worshiped their hearts out. And I'm amazed to this day at how... <sighs> can I just be real with you? I think I can. This is new freedom. You guys are real. I'm amazed today in all my travels around the country of how a buffet of talent can be placed in front of people and they kind of pick and choose whether they want to worship the Lord or not. Um, and it's not on outward. I'm not judging, oh, who lifted their hand the highest? But I'm just amazed at what we take for granted. And I'm amazed at what it takes to stir us. I mean, if the Bengals were in a, in a winning game right now, everybody jumps up. But it's amazing that Jesus stirs so little passion in the westernized culture church anymore. It just blows me away. And I just always want to keep my heart in check. Uh, I ain't got time to look at the splinter in your eye when I'm working on the logs on my own, right? But uh, anyway, I just love being in the house of the Lord. I love. Do you love being in the house of the Lord? I do too. I do too. Um, I have never done this before. Uh, I just want to show you because your church is a partner with our ministry. Uh, we don't have hardly any partners to say employ to get more, but we don't have very many. I don't have any grants. I don't have any. It, I, it's, it can be a struggle sometimes, but your church has been faithful. And uh, I just want to show you what you have a part in. Uh, a few pictures, if that's cool with you. Um, little Haley sitting there on the second row, man. She, 80 bucks you sent me the other day. We, we were in camp. We were so broke. And this, again, I'm just real. It came at just the right time, and I don't even think she has very much money. Thank you by the way. Um, put, go up and throw that. Okay, so Grundy House, we just did this. If you, you, is any of my Facebook friend? You saw my Christmas in July. Are you my Facebook friend? I like Facebook. Okay, cool. Good. Uh, Christmas in July, um, it was a packed house and people decorating. I just told them, hey, the birth of the Messiah is worth celebrating twice, more than once a year, right? It was incredible. Uh, go to the next picture, if you will. This was just one of the shots of teen camp Every single kid gave their life to Jesus. Uh, yeah. So um, 
I think there were 37 of them. I, only, I told them it was only going to be 20 because it was a free camp for the week. Free. And I'm like, I only want 20 because I, I bought air beds, you know, beds. And, and I think 37 ended up coming. And usually, you know, camp is, it takes like the third or fourth night for people to owe up. The first night, everybody gave their life to Jesus. And Elijah and Grace can tell you, I mean, you strike the first chord of any song and every hand is up. The altar's full. It's just beautiful. Um, this is, like I said, the poorest county in the state of Tennessee, Grundy County, the unbelievable darkness and evil that is prevalent there. Uh, there's, I mean, we've, there's trailers that don't have water. You've heard me talk about this. Sue is a partner too. Uh, there's trailers that don't have water, uh, electricity, kids that don't have shoes. Um, I mean, it's intense. And so we help as many people as we can. Right now it's back to school stuff and you know how we've got uh, probably Lebanon, there's a kid wanting the new Air Jordans. They just want some Walmart shoes, anything to be on their feet. And so it's, it's a different world. But all these kids, what's a blessing to me is whether they have Nikes or whatever Walmart is, they're rich when they have that, a connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. So laying the foundation for them to know God and knew, know how they were created in Christ, know how loved they are. Uh, precious. Do I have another picture? I don't even know if I do. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, oh, shucks. Did I send one more picture of a little boy? Let me see. Go on to one. Go, nope. Okay, go back to that other one. To the back. The, go the next, the other one. The one you just had up. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. So these are the ones that just got baptized. Uh, there was uh, one little boy, we're doing a little game. Is it okay if I talk about stuff with you? I'm sure you want a little recap of what's going on. There's a boy, this girl, her mom is a, is a pagan and a witch, and she was scared to even come to the Grundy house, but she will not miss any time the doors are open. She radically gave her life to, the G, to Jesus. She has scripture memorized that she quotes to the whole group quite often. Um, she's growing rapidly in Jesus found her identity in love and value. She, she lives, she told me, I live for the Grundy house, which we want to live for Jesus, but I'm just so thankful to have doors open with a place with unconditional love. But there's a boy also, we were sitting in a circle, uh, just trying to get to know each other, passing out little pieces of paper, get to know you game, like what's your dream vacation or whatever. So I pass around this one boy in this picture, uh, it came to him and it said, what is your earliest childhood memory or your favorite earliest memory of a Christmas present? So he, he opens it and he just starts bawling. I mean, just sobbing. You probably run into this Dixie with counseling people and uh, going through stuff, but um, he's bawling and he can't even talk in front of the group. He wants me to walk out in the other room. And he said his earliest memory is uh, the police kicking the house door down, throwing his dad on the floor while they were watching TV for the... Uh, things that he, the dad was doing, the biological dad was doing to him. I don't need to get graphic, but you can imagine. Um, and so it, 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 there's, there's just so much, there's so much. And I have never had a time in my life where I felt so thankful to be able to love hurting people, just love hurting people. I'm amazed at what love can do. Just, it's, it's incredible. I don't even know how to put words on it. So thank you. Thank you for all of you. Um, thank you for New Freedom. Thank you for Pastor Joe. I'm a little bit different than 
maybe a lot of church people, and he continues to let me come. So I'm going to keep coming until y'all are just like, uh, so uh, let's go on to the next whatever I have up there. I don't even know what I have. I had a little piece of paper with my notes on it. I do not even know where it went. Anybody know? Anybody see a little piece of paper? Huh? You guys are good, man. Yeah. Ooh, wait. There's my one dance move for the day. Okay. Um, all right. What do we got? Okay, cool. Here we go. I love the snow with all my heart, so I picked this little picture. Chris, you remember a day when I didn't know how to put words on a picture on my phone. Guess what, guys? I learned how to put words on a picture. I'm proud of myself. But anyway, go ahead and read that scripture out loud with me. Seek the Lord and live. Let's say that again out loud, if you will. Seek the Lord and live. Um, Today, I guess if we could title this, what I'm going to be sharing with you, it's called A Significant Life. A Significant Life. I believe that's what we all want. And this is one of the keys to it. I'm going to touch on two things today. Intimacy, time with the Lord, and compassion. Those two bedrocks of our faith. So wild how none of us have time for Jesus, isn't it? It's so wild how we have time to scroll Facebook. So wild how we have time to get our kids to every kind of baseball game, soccer game. It's so wild how we have time to watch Netflix. But when it comes time to just getting on our knees in our bedrooms, silencing ourselves and saying, you're the creator, I'm the creation. I can't function without you. So I wait on you. I wait on you. There's days that I'm on my knees and you know like Popeye, everybody know who Popeye is? You get the spinach, right? Takes the spinach, you're like boom, ba-boom, ba-bop-bop, right? Well, those who wait on the Lord, their strength will be renewed. So sometimes I don't feel a cotton picking thing, no goosebumps, nothing. But I know that I know when I'm like this in the presence of the one that created me, my strength is being renewed to fight temptation, to stay married when you don't feel like it, right? Thank God I'm in a good place with Scott, but we had the early years that were rough. But I need my strength renewed. How many of you guys do? Definitely. Seek the Lord and live. Let's see, uh, do we have a video? Wait, I got my paper. Do I have a video? Oh, we got another scripture. Wait a minute, hold on one second. Hold on. Oh, before we go into these scriptures, I've got a video, you guys. The Tim Tebow video, if we can. Um... All right. When I was at the University of Florida, for every home game, we would get in the bus at our hotel, and we would drive. Can you rewind right that? By the Can you pause that? And we. Thank you, and rewind it. Thank you. Just a minute. Just a minute. He don't like Tim Tebow. Just wanted, I don't have much time with you, maybe once a year, and I want to make sure that you hear my heart, okay? Because this is life and death to our spirits. And so um, I remember when Elijah would do just that very thing. So I had to haul him out of church and love on him out in the hallway. (laughs) So, hey, all right, let's roll that Tim Tebow video now, if you will. In 94, he won the Pulitzer Prize for this photo. Four months after this, He chose to end his life. This young girl, she's on her way from her village 
to a feeding center and she's so malnourished and she's moving so slow that this vulture is waiting to attack. So the young man that took this picture, he, he wanted to do good, he just, he wasn't sure. So he was told because of some of the sicknesses in the areas, don't touch anybody, don't do anything. And so he didn't, he didn't, he did nothing. Because apparently the cost was too much. Four months after this, he chose to end his life. You see, every single one of us, we have a chance to be successful in life. And you know what? I hope you are. I really do. I, I hope you're successful. There's nothing wrong with being successful. But success is just about you. But significance is about other people. You see, that man that took that picture, he had success. That's one of the greatest honors a photographer could ever have. But obviously it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So what's gonna be enough for you? You see, success is great. You can do a lot of things with it but it's not gonna be fulfilling. But when you have a life of significance and you can never forget that sense of urgency that it's not about your timeline, it's about their timeline. While you might have 30, 40, 50 years, they have days, minutes, moments. She had moments, but it wasn't worth it to go pick her up. It wasn't worth it to give her a hug. Yeah, I won a Pulitzer Prize, but what does it matter? What does it matter? It doesn't. And I think the greatest tragedy in life is we're gonna look back one day and say, I was successful in things that don't matter. I want you to be successful, but more than anything, I want you to be significant and that will be fulfilling. That will be life-changing. It will be life-giving but I want to encourage you, don't let it stop now. Don't let it stop here. There's a world that needs you. There's a family that needs you. There are people that need you. It's my biggest goal in life. It's to stand on the line every day, all day. In this room, I believe you're gonna have a life of significance very difference between significance and earth and success earth and success you know the scripture that says there's a way that seems right unto man but end the end is death church we're at a place where we're doing all these busy things we're engaging in all these things but that line of are we going to end up succeeding in life at things that don't matter Succeeding in life that in things that don't matter. A significant life. Daily purposing. This day is my gift.
This day is my gift. I want you to throw that one Amos scripture back up again with the snow. Seek the Lord and live. Go to the next scripture, if you will. Seek the Lord. Read this with me. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Let's read that again. The Bible says there's power in the word of God. Let's read that again. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Hey, yo, hey, 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 hey. It's Sunday morning. How many of y'all have been in church a lot in your life? Raise your hand. Go ahead. A lot. Look how many people have been in church and we read these scriptures like it's Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a bowl of water. Okay? The word of the Lord is giving you the key and the clue and the secret to living. Seek the Lord and live. So many of us, we aren't living. We're existing on this planet. Some of us aren't even successful, let alone significantly living our lives. The word of the Lord says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. I don't feel like it. I feel like looking at Facebook. Well, then don't wonder why you're so empty, depressed, lonely, tormented, oppressed. There are secrets to living. We don't want to do them. And we wonder why God isn't hearing our prayers. I don't know why he won't remove all this from me. He literally tells you, and we really just pretty much say, I don't care. It's my will be done. And I'm not here to be a jerk today to you. Like, oh my gosh, she's awful mean, isn't she? But I can do it with a smile, right? No. Uh, No, really though, I, I want you to think about that. We wouldn't out, how many of you, you hear a command from God, you would not outwardly say, I don't care, right? None of us would, would we? We would never say, I don't care. But do you believe that your actions often speak louder than words? So we live, I don't care. I don't care. But what's wild with spirit-filled churches like me, you, is we're so moved by feelings a lot of times. we, we, We ignore everything God gives us to pertain to a life of joy and godliness. We ignore it all. And we think a night of worship once a month, we're going to come and get our refreshing and our whole world's going to change because we're a spirit-filled church, right? I mean, it's, it's all, but there are keys to living. And you guys, we will never get around. Seek the Lord and live. Seek his face continually. You say, how are you tying that in with Tim Tebow's video? Because when you seek the Lord, the next attribute that comes into your life is compassion. Feeling the sufferings of another. Accompanied by a desire to help alleviate their suffering. And what's wild is, if you've been around me at all, you've heard this statement because it's something I always come back to. America teaches, go to Colorado, get a spa day, get your nails done and you'll get rejuvenated. Jesus teaches, pour yourself out, Matthew 25, 40, to the least of these and I will refuel you. I will rebuild you. But a me-centric life, been there, done that, haven't you? It leaves you very empty, wanting more every day, right? Let's go to the next passage. And in the morning, Mark 135, in the morning, rising up a great while before day. I, I go to bed about that time. So it's just for the fun of it. Who, who is a morning person here? Raise your hand. Uh, are we talking, if you get up at five o'clock, raise your hand. Oh, you terrible people. Just kidding, Pam. My sister-in-law back there. Okay, if you get up at 4.45, if you're up by 4.45, raise your hand. 
Oh my gosh. I'm going to bed then. Dustin is too, probably. Okay, four o'clock. Anybody up at four o'clock? Oh, that's, uh, oh my gosh. 3.30. Thank the living God. Okay, 4.45. What time do you go to bed? Holler out at me. What time you go? If you're getting up at 4.45, what time do you go to sleep? 10? Oh, okay, I could not survive. Okay, yeah, 10 o'clock is when I come alive. I'm ready to party. Not, not get drunk and do crazy stuff. I'm just ready to have fun. 10 o'clock at night, that is so wild. Well, we got Jesus, the Messiah here. Jesus. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, place and there he prayed. Jesus Christ himself disciplined his life before the day even started to pray. And you think you're going to make it? You think you're going to succeed? You think you're going to be fulfilled? You think you're not going to cuss out your husband by Thursday? And some of you are like, oh, I would never do that. No, come on now. Hey, uh, some of y'all, you want the attributes of Jesus in your life and in your home. How many of y'all would raise your hand and say, I want to be a better parent? I think no matter how good you are, we could all say that, right? Uh, you want to be a better parent. How many of y'all would say, I want to be a better wife? Definitely. Yes. Okay. Well, we want the attributes of Jesus, but we don't want to be with him. We don't want to spend the time with him. Seek the Lord and live. Seek the Lord and live. Say it with me. Seek the Lord and live. You want to live? Seek the Lord. Amen. Let's go to the next thing I put there. Chris, were you, you, were just, you were just amazed at me on this one that I've got all these words on that picture, weren't you? Just kidding with you, buddy. I remember the early days of sending Chris PowerPoint. He probably was like, this girl, I, I wish she wasn't even coming. But uh, Jim had that way with me today. I was stressing him out, I'm sure. But, okay, so 1 Samuel 16, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Uh, but I want to go through the key points. You can look it up. You can read it all later, whatever translation you want to read. But number one, God tells Samuel to anoint the next king. Number two, God tells Samuel to go to the house of Jesse. Is it okay if I just roll through these? All right. Number three, Jesse parades seven sons in front of the prophet Samuel. One looks strong and capable. God says, I've rejected that son. Don't look on the outward appearance for I know the heart of man. Woo, I love that passage. It's intense. Number four, David is brought in last. God shows Samuel he is to be king. Samuel anoints David. First of all, you know that the Lord came to Samuel and said, I want you to go to the house of Jesse, the next king. You're going to anoint him. You know what? We don't even hear God that way anymore. No, I mean, really, we are so busy and so full of information. We would never hear, okay, go to the city we are anointing the next president of the United States or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Samuel's intimacy with the Lord is so intense. I just wanted to bring up those points. Every, you know that passage, man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. We've all known that passage, right? It's like a landmark of my life. What if Samuel was scrolling Facebook that day? And didn't even hear that. We, we, that, that wouldn't have been printed in the word of God. I mean, maybe by somebody else uh, 150 years later. I know God gets his word out. But just think about Samuel. Think about King David. Smith Wigglesworth tells a story when he was sitting at lunch with some friends after a church service. You know, after a church service, that's when a minister chills out, right? Pastor Dennis, you know, your service is over. You've prayed, you've warfare all week, and you're eating your chicken. You're, you're chilling out, right? You're, 
<sighs> Got through that, Roger. Matt, Dustin, wow, we made it, right? You're chilling. Smith Wills were sitting there chilling. And he excuses himself from the table and he goes in the bathroom at the house and he gets on his knees and he says, I, w- I want to hear you, God. First of all, that's, that, that's not how we live nowadays. That's not how we live. And in his spirit, he hears, go down, I don't remember the ins and outs, you can read the book, go down six miles, uh, standing by a fence post will be a man chewing on a weed. Not smoking weed, chewing on a weed, right? Um, come on, you can laugh, sorry. Um, sitting there, chewing on a weed. He goes down with the guy at the house, they go down there, and the guy's standing there, they pull up to him, they go up to him, and he says, crying, I was just standing here asking, what should I do to be saved? And they lead him to the Lord. Well, I say that because this, we're missing, we're missing beautiful moments every day because we're so busy and we don't have time for Jesus. We don't have time. You know, I'm, I'm, at the Grundy house, I'm working with kids. I'm, all, I'm always pouring out. I mean, I'm, I'm there taking Christmas decorations at two in the morning the other night. And I'm just like, oh, I'm exhausted. My body hurts. And in walks a lady, has no running water. The windows bust out of the trailer. And the outside is gone from her trailer because of black mold. Just the insulation is there. Uh, she's telling me all this. She's weeping. She thinks she might get some kids taken away and stuff. So we spend about an hour. Elijah was there helping me clean. And I'm just exhausted. But you know what I got to thinking as I was preparing this for new freedom? I thought, I remember when I used to go to Kroger. They don't have those there. I miss Kroger very bad. Be thankful for Kroger. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, and we don't have black, they don't have black raspberry chip graters. Can you believe it? Can you imagine living somewhere where there's not graters, black raspberry chip? It's a dreadful thing. Um, but anyway, um, as I was preparing, I thought I used to go to Kroger and I would always sit in my car, even when the kids were little, and I would close my eyes. And in my, I wouldn't say it out loud, but in my heart, I'd be just saying, Father, if there's anyone, whether it's a cashier or a lonely person in an aisle, speak to me. Let me love somebody in this place every single time. I haven't done that in years, guys. We can just get so busy. I mean, really. We're missing opportunities. We're missing what the Holy Spirit wants to say so often because we are the governor, the king, and the ruler of our lives. I wrote a song and it went, So many gods have crawled up and sat upon the throne of my heart. So many idols have crowded my mind. The pleasures of this world have crept in and choked your life right out of me. Oh, my friend, my Jesus. But isn't that the truth? So many gods have crawled up on the throne of our hearts and idols have pushed him out of the central throne of our hearts and we're missing the mark. Tell one more story and then another video and I think we're going to close with a rock song. That all fits well, doesn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so me and Grace were talking the other day. I know Dustin wanted to play this. He's an electric guitarist. He's like, let's rock it out. So I know he wanted to play this, but I talked to Grace the other day, and she's sitting in her bed, and I was like, I don't think we should do that song at New Freedom. They might freak out. Grace is like, yeah, they'll probably freak out. I'm like, yeah, okay, we won't do it. So then we practiced it today, and we were like, 
Who cares if they freak out, right? No, you're not going to freak out. I just, I love Jesus. Jesus is very versatile, don't you? I mean, I just, I love, anyway, we'll have a good time with it. If you don't like it, sorry. Okay. Um, but lastly, what, what, oh, okay. Back to Kroger. I love this story. I was going through my kid's journal and I read it again the other day. Um, so Elijah and Grace were like three and four years old. We were at the Kroger in Harrison, Ohio. I was getting a Starbucks. And a lot of times we'd go to the Starbucks and do our homeschool. We didn't have homeschool that day, but we were doing some little coloring pages. You know what I do in Kroger? Sorry, side note. I would go, we didn't have any money. So I'd go to Kroger, they had a book aisle. And we would bring the books to Starbucks and we would read all of them for free and then go put them back at the book aisle. That was a good time. I found every free thing. If you want to know free stuff, moms, I know free stuff. Okay. So anyway, that's probably what we're doing this day. I'm getting, uh, they were wild. Remember Leslie and Pam? They were pretty wild, weren't they? My children were pretty active. Grace was pretty good. Elijah was off the charts, just running wild. So um, anyway, I'm getting my frappe or no, my iced coffee, whatever. And I see an old lady with white hair sitting back by the window. She's there every day. She must be lonely. I, you know, she, I, we saw her there all the time. And I see my kids crawling on this old woman. Literally, Elijah's crawling up her legs to get on her lap. Grace is kissing her cheek, right? And I don't even finish what I'm doing. I run over, I run over and I'm like, I am so sorry, ma'am. My kids, they just love people. Well, I had noticed tears were rolling down her face. And she said, my kids have moved away. I can't remember the last time somebody just touched me. She said, please let them keep hugging me. And they just sat there. You guys, to me, that was one of the most God moments, one of the most spiritual moments, one of the most life-giving moments. We've got to chill and take time to see and to feel the pains and the hurts of other people. We're so busy pushing our cart because I've got to get the... There's a woman by the window. Oh, she's there every day. Every time you come in there, sitting there. Hmm, maybe she's lonely. Hmm, I'm a Christian. Maybe I should sit across the table and just ask her about her life and her past and her childhood. Maybe it matters. A significant life rarely ever takes place with a microphone or on a stage. I think about my sister-in-law back there with Leslie, her daughter beside her, and Tyler, her son, and ever since I can even remember Pam and, and, and Scott, that's Scott's sister, he has told me that Pam has loved the Lord her entire life. She's screwed up like all of us, but she's really longed to have a pure heart. And she devoted herself to her children. Now she sits, the fruit of her labor. I heard her daughter say today, I don't ever want to live anywhere where my mom's not. You know? And uh, a significant life. A significant life. So what's going to make yours significant? Do you think your job is going to weep when you're in the casket? I mean, yeah, you're probably needed, but they will replace you. You've heard, if you've been sitting in church any time at all, you'll be replaced in a week. Who will mourn you when you're dead? Who are you impacting with unconditional love and selflessness? I want a significant life. I mean, you do too, right? Amen? All right, let's roll that next video if we can, and I think I'm about to wrap when up. When I was at the University of Florida, for every home game, we would get in the bus at our hotel, and we would drive 
right by the stadium and we would stop at what's called the Gator Walk. In every game I played there, there was probably 20 to 40,000 fans at this Gator Walk ready to greet us as we get off the bus. I would see all these people. I got to tell you, there were a lot of voices that started to hit me. One of the first voices that instantly hit me was, was pride and arrogance because I would look out and I would see thousands of jerseys with my number on it. I would look out and I would see Bible verses that they were wearing because I wore them. And so for a second you thought, dang, I'm something. They're here for me. This is pretty cool. I must be somebody. There's a picture that I stumbled across and it's one of Time's 100 most influential images of all time. And it's a picture of this young girl. She's on her way from her village to a feeding center not far away. We just saw that a second ago, so that's cool. You can stop. I'll just tell them what the end of it says. Um, but the whole point is, Tim Tebow, I wanted to make with that is... Can you bring the house lights up just a little bit so I can see people, if you don't mind? Thank you. Uh, the point I want to make with that is, you guys know, if, if you know who Tim Tebow is, raise your hand. Or, you know, uh, here, I'm nodding, raise your hand, rub your belly. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, he gave it all up. Now he's rescuing kids from sex trafficking. Uh, I mean, this dude was, is incredibly talented athletically. He's a cool looking dude. Um, and he gave it all up for him and his wife to rescue kids from sex trafficking and his passion for those children. And I am just, and this guy is one to talk about a significant life. Doesn't our culture teach, hey, the football, the getting all that, that's significant, right? Right? And, and stopping on that moment, I want to tell you, you dads, be careful how much you praise your sports stars or musicians, I don't know what's, be careful how much you praise because maybe your son will never be that. Make sure you give honor to the people it's due. Do you know how that guy playing second base treats his wife? Do you know how his character is with his children? Be careful who you honor. Bringing me to my next point. People every week, oh, listen to this Christian song. Read this Christian book. It's amazing. And you know what I've come to say? I read the Bible. Unless I know how the author treats his family, unless I know what spirit he's of, I don't care how anointed he is. I really, I really don't. I don't care how anointed that worship song is. I want to know the writer of the song. What spirit did they write it in before I pick it up and pick up my guitar and start singing? I'm just very careful. I'm careful who, who I associate, who I give honor to. I want to make sure, and in my life, I want to make sure before Elijah and Grace and Scott that I'm living a life worthy of their respect and their honor. And um, I want to throw that next picture up, the final picture, if I may, that I had. It's kind of small, but that, oh no, it's bigger. Hey, I was, <laughs> I was looking at the back screen. It's bigger behind me, right? Um, I'm blonde today. Okay, pretty self-explanatory. We got the phone up there, which is the newest God of our age, right? And then we've got the family, 
which I want to make a little point about this little family photo here. That probably was just the most together they ever were, were for the photography session so they could post on social media so they look really happy. You ever notice that nowadays? You ever notice? I mean, these, it's just, I don't even know what kind of alternate reality sometimes that we're living in with stuff. And, and then the cross, the phone, the family, the cross. The, uh, I was talking to my son the other day, just how important this posture is. All of life can be figured out. All of life can be lived significantly if that is our posture. You could be the stupidest guy on the block, right? Stupidest girl on the block. But if that's your posture at the foot of the cross, there's going to be definite significance and success in store for your life. So that was my heart. I know I know ever go too long. Is that okay with you? I'm not a long-winded person, but I like to bring forth truth, and I believe that that is truth. And I wanted to just ask a couple questions to you. Um, this isn't for my knowledge, because I, you making a public declaration or a profession has nothing to do with me, but having the public declaration before God, it matters to the Father. And so today, and don't you feel bad. You know what I don't like? I don't like it fake in churches. Oh, I'm standing up or whatever because everybody else is. That, I, I just think fake is ridiculous. But just today, if by standing you would say in just a moment, hey, I haven't been seeking you, Lord, like I want to. I've cared more about my life than living a significant life for you, Jesus. I haven't been walking in compassion the way that you've called me to. And in a moment, and when I stand, Lord, I would just like to publicly make my body posture, be a declaration saying, Father, I want those changes in my life. And by me standing, I'm just showing that. And if that's you, would you stand with me right now? Thank you. Um, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to have our physical bodies do a posture move. And I, I'm not even going to look to see who's standing because, like I said, it's nothing to do with what me or what I want. But just close your eyes as you're standing there, if you will. And again, just take a deep breath. Take a couple of them. And I'm just going to pray, and, and I'd like you to either whisper some things or in your heart truly say them, some things to your God, your creator, Jesus Christ. Father, I'm standing in your presence because I want change in my life for you. Forgive me for living for me. If that resonates with you, just go ahead and whisper that or say that right now. Say, forgive me for living for me. Forgive me, Lord, for living for me. I want to live for you, Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen.